okay. Yeah. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Welcome to Super Duperstitious. The paranormal podcast. Where we bring the science to the strange and... You could just leave it at that. It would have been fine, but either way. And, oh. I'm Jake. I'm Wyatt. <laughs> and we're back for one, back uh, yet another episode. Mm-hmm. So the show started one year ago at the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. This made sense because spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that we've come around to October again, we're faced with the question... How does a podcast whose programming is effectively year-round spooky stuff <laughs> then make the Halloween stuff seem different and special? The perennial paranormal, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, but I understand what you're saying. The solution we've come up with is guests. guests. Having guest stories. Mm-hmm. Now, because we have been asking basically since the beginning for people to give their accounts, and I've gotten nothing. We've got we've had nothing. to just accost people we know to have them come on before us in person to give their own accounts. Indeed. And in that spirit, we have our first subject victim slash guest slash dear dear friend of the show one of the very dearest one might say. one might even say my <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> currently laughing off mic let's put her on mic Lindsay. hi Lindsay. hi she here y'all tell us a bit about yourself i date this guy you do date I'm this friends guy. with the other guy this particular yeah so that you guy can is- guess who <laughs> um i don't do anything sciencey i try to get people to give me money for a living that's literally my job she is a mycologist an amateur mycologist though i'll tell you that much aka she's really good at finding and identifying mushrooms i actually meant to ask i don't think i've asked you before this and i thought of it yesterday when we're on uh mount whiteface i think i don't know everywhere i go there are mushrooms like crazy no it's it's been a great year for mushrooms is that because it's not a drought this year and it's just been wetter or something different this year what's the deal that's a big part of it last year the whole season new hampshire and the surrounding area was suffering from a drought and this year it's, we had a very wet summer uh which coincidentally means i have to raise more money for my job but there's more <laughs> mushrooms so trade-off our job involves events that occur outdoors so rain is a thing rain is very much a thing you have to buy a larger sponge this year is why you have to raise the money correct mm-hmm. it's for a very 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 big sponge and it can only be made from like actual sea sponge Ooh. because portsmouth that's true only the briniest will do. Only the briniest will do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have, I do believe, a few spooky stories for us today. I do. I gave them all titles so Ooh. that I could read them out loud you and you could def- pick them. We should, yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing the table of contents to what you got there. Cool. You. So your options are shadow men in the bedroom. I for a second thought you were going to say Shadowlands Roulette and I was going to say yes <laughs> to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, shadow men in the bedroom. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Clumsy Ghost, The House of Peeping Ghosts, which is my father's story, and No One There or The Certainty of Uncertainties. Ooh, that Ooh. has a subtitle. Yeah. yeah, I went to Bard College, so I'm really big <laughs> on ellipses and subtitles and for other everyone, for everyone pretentious there who, shit. Uh, <laughs> who wasn't in the room when she said that, uh, Jake and I both lurched to enthusiastically respond to the subtitled story so while we have a mixer that can easily accommodate more than enough mics for this we don't actually have enough mics for this which means why and are sharing and are almost definitely going to accidentally kiss at some point tonight while both <laughs> trying to go for the mic accidentally he says wink wink 
I'm okay with it. <laughs> Lindsay's now leaning back in her chair. A uh, strange smirk has come across her face. I'm I wish she stopped wearing... licking her lips so much. <laughs> I'm suddenly wearing a smoking jacket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should we start with the subtitled one? You guys, the most excited. Why not? All right. So this story only counts as a story really because it's probably the most scared I've been of anything remotely paranormal or out of the ordinary. Shit. What was significant for me was at the time, like I scare very easily. It doesn't take much. Uh, Wyatt knows this. Yeah, pretty much. It takes a little bit more than that. Her face was like, (gasps) but she was really cool about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyway, I was driving to uh, my best friend's house, which I've been to, you know, about a thousand times. And um, he lives in a like cul-de-sac in a pretty densely wooded area. And it's very dark, but... Driving over, I was pumped. I was listening to music. I was not remotely scared or thinking about spooky things or anything like that. I park, open my car door, and immediately... You want to interrupt me? What's up? Was this before or after smartphones? After smartphones. Ooh, okay. Why? Just detail I was wondering about. Oh, just like a time-wise thing? I mean, by the time I could drive was after smartphones, so... I forget because I... Famously, do not have, have a smartphone. You have the dumbest phone I've ever seen. Seriously, it is so dumb. It's just a toy phone that I pretend to make calls on, but still carry around with it's me. It's true. Sometimes I just make the beep boop pop noises, and he thinks I'm his phone. <laughs> it's full of candy, I think. Exactly. I mean, technology, thank you. No, I refill that Pez dispenser every week. You never knew. Damn it. See, this is the problem. You were, um... I forget where I'm at. You just got to your friend's house. Yes. You weren't at all in a mindset to be scared or anything. You were good to go. Yeah. So I open the car door and I immediately feel like my friend is behind me and he's like gonna be like, hey, I'm there and probably try and scare me. But I can tell he's there in that way that you you just know uh, when someone's standing closely behind you, you feel like... The kind of just presence there. Yeah. And to the point where you almost feel the warmth of of another human being next to you. I was 100% certain he was standing behind me and was going to be like, surprise, I'm out here where you were not expecting me. And I was like, yeah, I'll show you. So I literally whip around ready to be like, ha, you can't scare me. I was wrong because I screamed because literally no one was there. He was playing the long con. Yeah, the long con. (laughs) (laughs) And what's even weirder is when I got inside uh, my asked him if he'd heard me scream and he said no that's very spooky i mean it's (laughs) if i were to like try and find a natural phenomena explanation for it maybe that's your job well ghosts i mean that's the only thing i can see (laughs) yeah that's yeah i was gonna go with just a neurological fail i mean easy to feel spooked but in this case i would say it was 100 percent a ghost a malicious ghost at that probably well at least one you probably felt a queue of ghosts that had lined up <laughs> and were waiting their turn to scare you <laughs> and that's why you felt the warmth oh they're yeah. collective <laughs> ghostly warmth mm-hmm. what do you call it a group of ghosts oh actually I, I actually have an answer for this it's gonna take me a second to get it but i have it Oh, he's Googling. He's cheating. I'm not Googling. I have the document saved. He's not Googling. He looked it up before. Years before. Years before. According to the Stokes-Wibley Natural Index of Supernatural Collective Nouns, (laughs) a group of ghosts is a congress. A congress of ghosts. 
Uh, this is all in just the, there's a bunch of different classifications. This is in the spectral class. So you have an academy of apparitions, a racket of banshees, a congress of ghosts, as I said, a shroud of ghouls, a rumpus of phantoms, <laughs> a blanket of poltergeist, a penumbra of spirits, a mystery of spooks, and a degradation of wraiths. There's a whole bunch of other things. There's a whole separate class for demons, elven class, heavenly class, human class. This is a little good stuff. Jake, why does it say by Jake Withy at the top? Don't worry about it. All right. So what uh, did we do? We choose the next one from the list, or we just I mean dealer's you. choice. I think yeah. I'll surprise us. I'll leave my dad's dad story for last. End. Yeah. I've heard a couple of these. You have. You've also heard my next one, which is the clumsy ghost story. I'm into it. So the house I grew up in uh, that my parents still live in is on Long Island and it's super old. I don't actually know how old. I do know someone died in it of, uh, he got spurred by a rooster and died very slowly of lockjaw. Oh, oh okay. I was gonna say Slow spur- painful like, death. Uh, this story has everything. There we go. I was going to say, how do you die being spurred by a rooster? But that would do it. The disease that comes from the rooster's claw spur. Rooster madness. I can't Basically, believe the you're trying to say tetanus. It's, it's, it's tetanus. It's tetanus. <laughs> there we go. Um, Chicken tetanus. <laughs> and it's kind of a needled house because like a lot of older homes on Long Island, they're built in part with found materials. So some of the wood that makes up our house is actually old ships that fell apart. Ooh. Extra spooky. Crazy, right? That's awesome. Now, um, how many letters have you found in the walls of your house? <laughs> zero. One but zero. we found bones in the yard. What? Of human? No, cows. Oh. Sorry. I wonder if they also it's got killed a by a chicken. Down. Chicken struck again. <laughs> <laughs> so right around probably when I was like 12 or 13, that was when my parents first started leaving me at home alone. And that, of course, is exactly when I started hearing footsteps walking upstairs. Ugh. And this, this, they would always sound like they were in my parents' room and sort of pace. And then you'd hear a sound almost like someone dropping a bowling ball. Um, Super so creepy. Damn it. Every yeah. Time. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, that's why I think of it as the, the clumsy ghost. Mm-hmm. So this went on for years and it would only happen when I was at Home Alone. And I finally told... The movie? Not the movie. Okay. So I bring... Uh, a friend of mine over after school one day and I've already told her about hearing this maybe ghost and we're like you know having a snack I'm embarrassed to say it was squirtable cheese what is that called oh easy cheese or cheese whiz cheese whiz yeah it was the easy cheese brand though (laughs) but everyone knows it is cheese whiz so um on Ritz crackers not a good one to do a whip it with (laughs) I never thought about that that's very funny image um and we hear we hear the uh, the clumsy ghost pacing upstairs. And I am, as I said, easily scared. I'm, of course, terrified. want nothing to do with it. I'm doing my best to pretend it's not happening. And she looks at me and her eyes widen. She goes, is that the ghost? I'm like, I think so. Ugh. Oh, my God. That'd be so fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so we run upstairs to uh, try and catch it which was very much her idea. With a butterfly net, probably. Yeah. Actually, a <laughs> seining net. Again, <laughs> Long Island. So we just, you know, take... We just set it up in place and waited. <laughs> Poured a That's lot of water at the other sane? end. I know, I'm playing. Uh, Wait, what? what am I thinking you each, you each take one side of it and right. you walk against the current. Oh, and we, that's how you catch ghosts. We sometimes set up saying <laughs> that's how you catch ghosts. You know what? Obviously. I've had no experience. Excuse me. 
No copyright infringement. <laughs> booyah. booyah. Cut that. No one says booyah anymore. But ghosts might say booyah. Oh. I will cut that. <laughs> <laughs> um, needless to say, we get upstairs, we find nothing. My friend grabs a Bible and starts reciting Bible verses at it. But unf- at random. Yeah, that that's the problem is like uh, when you pick Bible verses at random, you often get things that have nothing to do with casting out Satan. Or about really anything. No, there's just a lot of rules. So many rules. Imagine yelling ghost? yelling at a ghost like, no eating shellfish, so saith your Lord God. No! Yeah, really intimidating. So epilogue to this story. Years later, my brother and I are talking about spooky stuff and if you've ever seen anything or had a ghost or whatever. And he says, did you ever hear footsteps upstairs? That is the creepiness. When you were home alone. So my brother heard these noises too. But again, it was only if he was home alone. Damn. Did your folks ever witness or experience this? My, my parents never did. Do you, did you ever notice your cats acting strangely or anything like that? No, weirdly. I think they were just mm. over it. Your cats learned how to carry bowling balls around upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> but not for very long distances. Yeah. Oh, they are cats after all. Flimsy cats. That's cool. So I was prepared to completely dismiss everything you're saying is bullshit and you is crazy. But the fact that not only one Now other we're going f- to dismiss my brother as bullshit and crazy. <laughs> yes, that's where I was going with that. No, the fact that your friend first like was able to corroborate it, which is terrifying enough. But then also your brother corroborating it. Ugh. Oh, that's not cool. That's so, so spooky. But also really cool. Yeah, my but personal... Mo- spooky. <laughs> my personal theory is also one that is not supported by actual science, which okay. is that I think the reason we see so much overlap between poltergeist stories and teenagers is I think there's so much emotional volatility going on for a lot of people at that age, and there certainly was for my brother and I. Uh, my dad had been very, very sick where they basically told him he was going to die. And then recovering from that. And for years, we just lived with like my dad being in excruciating pain Mm, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that being normal to like have your dad screaming in pain (laughs) and you can't do anything, which leaves a like an emotional mark. And I, my personal theory is that all that energy does things to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe we can chalk it up to collective delusion but i don't know well i have heard various articulations of a similar theme there Mm -hmm. that people become more sensitive to that kind of thing both when they've gone through calamitous experiences and or specifically when they are teenagers for some reason adolescents on that side of the line of things at least as far as like the sort of uh supernatural explanations if you will the adolescent age range seems to be one that is extremely uh charged for that sort of thing. And honestly, it's it's funny because my own weird kind of creepy story that I can't fully explain happened when I was a teenager. And I wasn't particularly going through any kind of uh, extreme trauma at the time, but it still was at, in the right age range. But again, don't know what to say of it. This is cool because this will actually become, I didn't know that fact, and uh, it will become relevant for a future guest we'll have this month as well. Spooky. Such foreboding. Much spookiness. <laughs> Before we get to the next story, uh, do you want another beer? Let's talk about beers, baby. All right, so we have some... What? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, I was gonna Cut that. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a mic. 
So you have the can, I have the mic. Let's do this right. Okay, I now have the mic and the can. Jake and I are drinking beer. Lindsay's also drinking a beer. We're going to talk about those beers now. And maybe this won't stay in. <laughs> Jake and I are drinking the Woodland Farms Brewing Company Big F and Porter. It tastes very good. What was the name of the one we had before? Uh, Blinky. It's a very cute can. We will throw it up on Instagram, I'm sure. Yes. You can behold it for yourself. Haha. <laughs> Fans will know what we're talking about. Lindsay, what are you drinking? Fans <laughs> of a, a board game, not us. <laughs> a board game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A tabletop game. That was that thank, was insensitive. Thank you. Yes. Exactly. Um, Hundreds of emails flying. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to get the emails. Tabletop gamers. Excuse you. How dare you. Um, I'm drinking Stony Creek Blackwater Pills, a mm. hoppy black lager with a super cool crane on it. That is a super cool crane. I was going to ask you about the cool crane. I like that. Their crane stuff. I, I personally make all of my beverage decisions based on marketing so no one i know personally doesn't do exactly that myself included wait a second i think my wine so everyone you know does do that yes i feel like you calling me basic jake no i'm saying that everyone i know is basic jake (laughs) Jake, are you calling my girlfriend basic (laughs) and me by saying everyone i gotta go guys Um, (laughs) uh Lindsay, you got more you got more stuff for you I, I have a story or two. This one, Wyatt hasn't heard yet because when he first asked me about ghost stories or scary stories, I completely forgot about this because I'd written it off a long time ago. <sighs> I'm getting spooked out already. I thought you were making a bored sigh sound. <laughs> oh, I'm getting spooked out already. Rude. But anyway, again, happens to coincide with me being a teenager and emotional as fuck. Mm. So, this is how I react when you tell stories yeah, too. Come on. I know. It's all good. But now I have to lean forward a foot and a half to make just dumb little <laughs> vocalizations. <laughs> I know it does make it harder, doesn't it? I'm also like, should I go? What? Or should I wait for my next opportunity? Just go for it. You hold the mic now. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Teenage Me is visited multiple times by the ghost of Christmas past. Shut up, Jake. <laughs> uh, by Shadow Man. What the fuck? At night. And this happened on a, on a couple of occasions, and I would Ooh. I would wake up and feel like something was watching me. And um, the first time it happened in the corner of my bedroom, which, by the way, was not a huge room. Um, I think it was like eight by ten, so it was pretty damn close. I saw the silhouette of a man, but it looked like it was made out of static. Hmm. Um, and he's just that before creepy. He was just staring. He fuck? wasn't like moving towards me or anything like that. Mm. It was just the feeling of being observed um, and being the kind of teenager, fearful person that I was. I just threw sheets over my head. That's a good move. <laughs> because, you know, ghosts and monsters all have a code where they can't touch you if you're under a <laughs> it's sheet. True. It's definitely true of bandaged men, so. Oh, forgot all about that. <laughs> Hilarious and frightening sounding. <laughs> yes. The second time, same thing happened again. The same th- corner, too? Yeah, same corner. Mm. Third time, though, this one was especially frightening because I woke up because I felt someone sit on the end of my bed. 
That's gross. That's really gross. Oh, I fucking hate this. Yeah. And I really, I opened my eyes thinking I would see like a parent or something. Parent right. there. As creepy as even that would be. But right. like, it's no, still within the realm of like, possibility. Like, okay. It's my mom or dad. Like. Yeah. But I opened my eyes and it's the shadow figure what made out of like what the fuck? black radius. If you forgot about this shit, I'd be like, delete from permanent record. Like, yeah. holy shit, that's creepy. And I so. could like still feel. It wasn't like I woke up because of the feeling of the pressure of someone sitting down on the bed. It was stayed like I was staring and I could still feel the weight of this figure. Do you feel like it was a, uh, yeah, go on, go on. It happened to be the same night that, um, it was the night that my boyfriend at the time who I was in a long distance relationship with, cause he was in the armed services was going back the next day and I wouldn't see him for like nine months. So I was very, very emo over it as you might be. And uh, I was in fact so depressed and exhausted over it that I saw this shadow figure, felt its physical weight on my bed, looked at it and just was like, I don't have the energy for this right now. (laughs) Threw the blanket back over my head and literally (laughs) fell back asleep. (laughs) Well, did it never come back again? It never came back again. That is awesome. It's like, fine, I'll haunt someone else. God. This isn't going the way I thought I was going to. <laughs> right? Well, I never thought there would be any kind of upshot to depression, but I think that might be <laughs> the only one. <laughs> so when when it was on your bed, did you see the outline of like a human or? Again, it, just it's, a it was like a silhouette. Thing? Yeah, yeah. Of a man where everything was kind of black, but staticky. Like, you know how like static, static is constantly. Yeah. Where it's moving. Okay. Um, and there's like but gradations. Much darker, I yeah. So there's like gradations to the black. It just had this mm. solid, but not. Yeah. 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 Do you think it could have been like a, well, here, here, just because it's the show. Do you feel like it could have been like a night terror kind of thing? Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I wrote it off. Is it I, feels I think very it much was like that. Uh, sleep paralysis last right. night terror type thing. Right. What's cool about it is like, I started to interrupt earlier to say so, but I've definitely read other accounts, at least two other accounts of people saying they saw a shadow figure who looked like TV static. Mm. which is weird so i mean that's neat and also another factor of it too was um, the idea of all the things you saw being in the same corner of the room up until of course on the bed and people saying they have a lot of activity only happening in one corner of their bedroom or whatever so on the one hand you could say oh this kind of this is how ghosts do their thing like this is the way it works or on the other you could say oh this is a particular phenomenon that happens to people kind of like you mentioned with like um sleep paralysis and stuff people always see like you know the hag for example Mm -hmm. um sitting on their chest or different specific very specific visions people have i don't know where this falls but it's really creepy Mm -hmm. yes indeed yeah i'm totally willing to write it off as a night terror type thing still very spooky though yeah sort of like jake and i have talked about on previous episodes it's absolutely the sort of experience, even if it were a night terror, which let's say for the sake of argument, it was through memory could easily become like, no, that actually fucking happened. Like for real, for real. Um, Cause it reminds me of the ET experience I quote unquote had as a kid, yeah. which was, I'm, I'm very, very confident a very scary nightmare, but it was so vivid and so real. And like in my memory now is like plain as day for that night that if I want to, I can be like, well, that happened. It was also playing his night for that day. <laughs> exactly. So that's only, I think the fourth time we brought that up on the show. <laughs> I was abducted. <laughs> <laughs> and he never came back. 
That's right. I'm dating an alien replacement. That's right. My, on my planet, puns. Are the social currency. <laughs> yeah. I'm a that billionaire. That explains so much. <laughs> yeah, it really would. <laughs> well, that was awesome. That, um, Thank that you. was the shadow. I forgot the titles of everything. So. <laughs> shadow men in the bedroom. That makes sense. Okay. You could also write the steamier version of shadow men in the boudoir. Or not. Really. I'm, I'm a billionaire to forget. That's, uh... <laughs> I believe you had one more story. <laughs> I do. Uh, this one, actually, Wyatt got to hear firsthand this weekend because it's not my story. It's my father's. Ooh. A little background on him. He is... Not dead, we've established, Not which is dead, awesome. we've established he's not dead. That's pretty great. He's also kind of a no-nonsense bloke. That's just it. I didn't want to call him no-nonsense because he's a huge... He loves to joke around. He loves to tease right. and make fun of people. Right. He's huge on nonsense. <laughs> But uh, he does not go in for ghosts or the paranormal. Flights of fancy. Yes, exactly. He would be very dismissive of other people's stories of phenomena. And and he very much vocally is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's not shy about that or anything, really. The man is a nudist. That's not related to this. Except for when he told the story the first time. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, But anyway, my dad is a carpenter, and he's specifically a carpenter for very wealthy people in the Hamptons. And when Lindsay says he's a carpenter, he is a master class artisan level. Like, you cannot become a finer carpenter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. He he restores primarily... At this point, he restores historic historic buildings, buildings, and windmills are like his specialty now. It is phenomenal. It's very, very cool. He's got skills. He's got skills. Cool. All this to say that... My dad is not the kind of person who is likely to imagine a ghost. Um, And if he was, he would certainly not cop to it lightly. Yeah, exactly. Because that would kind of... He cares a lot about appearances and being cool. And that's not really cool in his book. Uh, So anyway, he was working on this job um, on this beach house uh, right on the ocean. And uh, it was a really old house. He said likely built in the 1700s. And it's now being used as a guest house for some pretty wealthy folks who can afford a much bigger house next to it. He was doing some finish work, which is a one-man job. So he was there alone most of the time. And when he was working on the first floor, he kept feeling like someone was watching him, like through the window. So he'd look to the window and catch just a quick flash of movement, like someone had been at the window and then run. And it happened so much that he thought, well, maybe it's, you know, this other guy he works with messing with him, playing a joke on him. Then he thought maybe it was scurrying around, scurrying (laughs) around like a varmint. (laughs) And then he thought maybe it was like a neighborhood kid. Same idea. Just playing scurrying around, scurrying around like a (laughs) little bastard. Yeah. He like repeatedly went outside, right? Yeah. He would actually, he was so convinced there was a person outside. He went outside to look for them to tell him to like knock it off um, because he found it really distracting to keep looking up and then seeing someone running away. Mm -hmm. It's also really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. And uh, he figured this would stop when he went to work on the second floor of the building because obviously you can't run away from windows that aren't on the ground watch me i know right you haven't tried hard enough yet well it kept happening Ugh. um that is really fucking creepy. and he didn't know what to make of it Did we just have a knock at the door i just heard a knock hello i didn't like that 
I don't like that either. Are you fucking kidding me? I also heard that shit. Do you want to go check? It's probably just a person. Well, we'll let Wyatt check and we'll keep... Yeah, we'll keep recording while Wyatt goes to check on the ghost knock and then if If he dies, you're the new co-host. Oh, yes! (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to grow a very big beard very fast. Oh. Fine. So it's just a ghost in the hallway. Okay, oh, just a ghost good. in the hallway, he said. So that's cool. Hallway ghost. MBD. So, one day, or rather before before this, uh, my father notices there's a painting up on the second floor that someone did, and it's obviously of the house he's working on. And behind every window, there's this like cartoony Casper the ghost kind of image. And they're all, they've all got their faces pressed up against the glass of the windows in the painting. Mm-hmm. You get, apparently, you just mainly see the eyes peering yeah. out. And the, the owner of the home came by one day when he was working. And my dad, he was trying to be casual, uh, points to the painting and says, So uh, what's up with that painting? And the owner replies, Have you seen them? <laughs> Ain't that the creepiness? Better when my dad tells it because he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would be scared and he it, was freaked out. Exactly true. It, this was still an extremely very well told retelling, but it is true coming from the mouth of a person who is like, as a brand, dismissive <laughs> and uh, rebellious to the, even the concept of it to have him be like, and that's when I saw a fucking ghost. <laughs> It's very uh, thrilling. Shit. Wow, that's really creepy. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for sharing your stories, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. And thanks for coming on, being the very first guest. This is great. (gasps) Wait, I'm the very first guest. You're the very first guest. I feel so honored. Yes. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining. And um, I'm going to pretend you did that on purpose and not that my friend didn't show up. Oh, I was just going to riff that we had never planned for another guest, that in no way did we reach out to two people that happened to be very good friends who could have bounced off each other and supported each other. The thing about the other friend, though, is that she's been following the show along since we started last year. She has not listened to an episode yet. So I was going to I was going to give her shit over that when she got here, but she um yeah hasn't listened yet. <laughs> don't worry. We'll have to keep that in. Um... Yeah, do you have anything you want to plug or anything? Uh... I was thinking, actually, I might go the My Favorite Murder Route and plug. If you are having any issues with your mental health, you're feeling depressed or anxious, think about getting some help with that because it took me way too long to do that. And um, having experienced depression chronically for most of my life, being on medication now, which I know is not the route for everyone, but for me, it's but ended up making sense. It feels like just being able to, to do things and not to have to bully myself or shame myself into doing things. It feels like having superpowers. Boom. Yeah. When you just try and struggle with that on your own like that for that long, it's awful. So definitely very sage words of advice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you indeed. Um, thank you guys. I guess we'll go away now. Kick you the hell out of the room. All righty. You, you can say in the room. I can say. Okay. Well, I like having guests on. That sounds pretty cool. We should do, We should have been doing that long enough ago that I could have already bought microphones. All right. So, for the remainder of the episode, we have a couple of little just fun filler things. Normally, these Blah. episodes consist of each of us telling some kind of story about some sort of established theme, Indeed. a topic we each choose that kind of fills that theme. Instead, we're just going to use this month 
to talk to guests about their creepy stories and then tell us some random creepy stories of our own that we find. That's right. In the interest of keeping things spooky for us and our listeners, and excruciatingly on brand for myself... <laughs> I'm so into it. I have another story to share on a familiar topic. I'm so into it. This one comes from a Reddit post about a month ago, which I've been saving. Oh, boy. All right, let me buckle up. All righty. The creep car here. User Nymph Lotus writes... <laughs> Back when I was in high school, my friend and I saw something at nighttime and in a cemetery. I think it was probably late summer or early fall because I don't remember it being too cold out. It would have been between 2007-2010. Pretty sure the moon was full or close to it because visibility was pretty good. My friend and I used to walk this loop. We would leave her place and go down a block to a side road that led to a park. We would then turn left and cut across the park to the side entrance of the cemetery. Cemetery and parks at the very southwest corner of town. Hmm. Beyond that was just woods and cornfields. If we went straight across the cemetery, it would take us to another side road that then led to the main street back to where her house was. We made hmm. it to the cemetery and were walking the main drive that split the property in half. There was a sudden noise that made us both stop. My friend started laughing nervously and asked if I had heard the noise. I told her I had seen what made the noise. What? To our left. He's burying the lead on this. She. She. To our left, I had seen something running behind the headstone. It was on all fours, but humanoid. It had extremely pale skin and no hair and looked very thin. Remember, it was so pale it almost reflected the moonlight. It moved so fast, too fast for any human I've seen on their hands and feet, that I couldn't see many details. It was in total profile, so I never saw the facial details. The way it ran was animal-like as well in that it had that gait where its feet came forward almost between or past its hands. Oh, it feels so much like that closed caption footage. Yes. I'm that, fucking it, hating this so much right now. That closed circuit footage. Closed circuit. <laughs> closed caption footage. <laughs> oh my God. Closed circuit. Yeah, indeed. this is a thing. That, that is I, so funny. A, a piece of video <laughs> that I uh, first linked to in episode 10. Um, but yes, CCTV is not <laughs> I meant the footage at the bottom of the screen that tells you what the people are actually saying <laughs> visually. Anyway, she goes, Carry on. On, she goes on to say, uh, watch a video of a big cat or wild dog running to see what I mean. Fucking fuck that. We were both terrified. We just stood there panicking and listening to it moving around just out of sight. Well, we called one of her friends to come meet us and take us the rest of the way home. Um, the friend, a very typical high school boy, arrived and naturally <laughs> wanted to stay in the cemetery and goof off for a while. Basic bitch. <laughs> exactly. For some reason, with him there acting dumb, it was less scary, but I remember it just kept making these wide circles around us. It always stayed out of sight, but you could hear it as it moved. Occasionally, it would come a bit closer, then seemed to dart further away again. <laughs> Eventually, we left. I spent a while researching it and, and even reached out to a paranormal group in Champaign for advice. I'm not sure what state this is in, but... The guy I talked to had never heard of it, but wanted to document um, what we saw. We met up with him and did an interview, but the group never did an investigation. Fast forward a few years, and I'm living in Aurora, Colorado. I met one of my closest friends in about 2012. We really hit it off because we were into the paranormal. When I eventually told him about what I had seen, his jaw hit the floor. He told me he had seen the same thing and told me his story. He described exactly what I had seen, but he had seen it under a porch while living in Thornton. It was crouched down and squatting. He thinks he startled it while it was eating because he said it was crouched over something it was holding. He comes from a Navajo Apache background. When we first met, his best guess was Skinwalker or Wendigo. Seriously, you said best guest. Yeah, best guest. <laughs> um, but then, and especially now, he said he had doubts about either of those things being the answer. He was dating a girl at the time whose mom claimed to be a medium. She said she thought it was something that someone, quote, woke up and that now it was angry. Mm. We both have serious doubts on that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, The stranger part came when he and I brought it up. 
We both started having very intense nightmares about it. His were worse than mine and lasted much longer. Hmm. This was also punctuated by a six-month period of time filled with a lot of bad luck and anxiety for us. Hmm. I always sort of brushed this off as just psyching ourselves out until I sent my story into a podcast. Unfortunately, not ours. Hmm. Um, after it was read, another listener sent in their story. They described what my friend and I had seen and also described the sightings as being punctuated by nightmares. I couldn't write that off because he had spoke about his nightmares in detail and they matched my friend's nightmares exactly. What? What were the nightmares? I don't think it go into detail about that, which is a shame because it'd be really cool to know what that, that is. That is too exactly bad. Is. It seems like critical information for people <laughs> who might actually be suffering from ghoul fear. <laughs> I've never given out details of what happened in either of our nightmares. I've read a ton of other stories by other users and people on the internet. I've dug through mounds of lore and cryptid lists. I still don't feel like I have an answer to what this thing is. My best guess at this point is that the nightmares aren't coincidental and that this is something that is interdimensional. It seems like it can <laughs> interact with physical things around it, but I've never heard anyone tell a first-hand account of being physically attacked or even touched. That's, I mean, it's true. It has never... There are no ghoul or creeper or crawler or whatever uh, attack accounts. Right. Despite vivid accounts. Yeah, but like that's... that woman at her ranch. I'll never forget that. Oh, yeah. It's also true of a lot of different cryptid sightings and stuff, too. People just say they see them, but they don't, they don't get like attacked by them. Mm -hmm. Um, I speculated on what it could be for hours and the only conclusion that I've come to is that I don't feel like there is an actual concrete answer. Hmm. It doesn't act exactly like this or that cryptid. I think it might be something that's been around and inspired other cryptids in paranormal tales. But I don't think it's a Wendigo, Skinwalker, Ghoul, Fleshgate, etc. Fleshgate? Fleshgate is, um... <laughs> a so, question from the crowd. Of course, yes. A <laughs> uh, question from our studio audience. Fleshgate is a term that the internet came up with for a variation on a skinwalker. Fleshgate, skinwalker, lame as hell. Mm -hmm. no. Meat stride. Me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Fleshgate is like supposed to be like a skinwalker in that it's imitating another individual or another being by wearing their skin. But instead of being a human wearing an animal skin... It's some creature wearing a human skin to imitate them. Mm -hmm. But uh, like I mentioned in the uh, Skinwalker segment I did a few episodes back, uh, we don't actually know anything about the actual mythology of that by design because that's from a culture that um, is not ours. And people just have decided on their own what they think. The appropriation the station is oh, for sure. in full swing. So white people in particular have been like, oh, okay, it's just some kind of scary shapeshifter thing and they just made their own mythology around it. I do whatever I want, yeah. And then people claiming to have seen these things, like, well, you don't even know what it is enough you've seen it. Anywho, this person doesn't think it's any of that. They think it's just some kind of weird, creepy thing that they saw and mm -hmm. it sure sounds scary. <laughs> yeah, that is extremely creepy. And yeah. Galloping around just outside of the, around their periphery in a cemetery at I night. I don't think i would hang around yeah no or at least you would probably call like your dumbest male high school friend to come and <laughs> just clown around and make yeah. you feel less scared i need you to come over here and do whippets right now <laughs> with some cheese, Bring the whiz. cheese whiz yeah <laughs> so that's my spooky story for this week very good it's more of my usual shit which is crawler slash ghoul type stuff i will never tire of that mm. all right do you have anything you'd like to uh, any spooky stories you'd like to tell me this week for our beginning of Hallow Month let special. Us, let us find out together because I unfortunately did not prepare one. What are you working on, a PhD or something? It may be the case, but I think I will read a random story from the Reddit thread. Serious people who've claimed to encounter a humanoid, whether that be extraterrestrial, Bigfoot, or whatever. What's your story? Let's read this one. Alrighty. 
that's not what I meant. 84 posts. <laughs> Some of the usernames are not great. Huh. Uh, and this was edited one year ago, so maybe he changed the facts. I saw a humanoid, something in the woods outside my childhood home. This was rural northern Wisconsin, and I was 14. Up until that day, I had zero fear of the woods. I spent most of my time out there exploring and feared nothing. My parents had a lousy... <laughs> was la- so brave back then. <laughs> was so brave. Punched the trees. <laughs> my parents had a lousy marriage and fought a lot, and I felt more at home outside than in the house. On hot nights, I'd take a sleeping bag and sleep on the roof of an old shack on our property. I saw bears. I saw wolves. They were always more afraid of me than me them. I didn't believe They're so afraid of me. <laughs> I didn't believe in ghosts, Bigfoot, demons, or even God. <laughs> in no particular order. <laughs> in no particular order. I have to channel. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Alan got lost out there when dark fell sooner than I expected. I stayed calm. Found the North Star, knew that if I continued south, I'd eventually come across the old railroad tracks near my house. Even the thought of spending the night out there didn't bother me. The thought of my mom's rage when I didn't come home did. (laughs) So it was summer. I had just turned 14. My mom had left my father. My father worked all the time. Sister was living on her own. Once school was out, it was me and my cat. And this is before (laughs) the internet or smartphones. Uh, we lived on a dead-end dirt road, and around noon, I took my usual stroll down the long highway, or excuse me, down the long highway. This guy's walking 300 miles a day. <laughs> we, let me take that. Uh, <clears throat> we lived on a dead-end dirt road, and around noon, I took my usual stroll down the long driveway to check the mail. My cat followed me everywhere, and I actually kind of relied on him to give me a heads up if there was a bear or something close by. Not that they scared me or anything. No. You know, I'm too brave. A bit of movement behind me as I stood at the mailbox made me aware there was something across the road in the trees, but there were pesky deer everywhere. I heard a loud... Pesky deer. Pesky deer. I heard a loud crash then, like something very loudly making its way through the brush. I paused after saying then because he added two dashes. (laughs) It's like every goddamn classic horror story. My brain had no capacity for the thought of anything paranormal or spooky. I simply tucked the mail under my arm and headed into the woods to investigate. (laughs) My cat followed close behind. I got about 10 yards in when I noticed what I hadn't noticed before. (laughs) There was no noise. Nothing. It was a beautiful June day and there wasn't a single bird singing, no insects, no leaves rustling. It was absolutely silent. At the same time I registered the silence, I got that eerie feeling that something was watching me. All in italics, I stopped immediately and started scanning the woods for deer. Hunters know what I'm talking about when I say you look for the shape of a deer instead of trying to pinpoint them by color. Only hunters, of course, would understand that concept. (laughs) That's when I spotted it. Two brown furry legs, the top of it concealed by tree branches. I went to sigh with relief when my cat hissed. I looked down and he was completely poofed out with his back arched, looking at the same thing I was. I think I'm in luck and I accidentally drew a Bigfoot story. Yeah, I could tell. I looked back (laughs) up and the legs moved, not like a deer, like a human. Oh, God. Everything happened at once after that. I dropped the mail, picked up my cat by the scruff and ran for it. 
whatever was out there with me was running after me. I have never run so fast in my life. It was like, wait, you dropped your mail. You dropped your mail. It was the mailman. <laughs> I tore up the driveway into the house, locked the door, and grabbed the phone. I called my next-door neighbor, who was the ex-chief of police, and he came over immediately with his pistol. He checked out the spot I was in and found nothing. I was so Not ast- even my mail. <laughs> that damn thing took my mail. <laughs> I was so hysterical, I was in tears. I hate to admit it, I'm just kidding, he didn't say that, I wish he did. He stayed with me until I was able to reach my mom and have her come get me. From his own house? Yeah, I don't understand that part. Of course, they thought I was completely high or delusional. I know exactly what I saw and felt. It was broad daylight. I never felt safe in those woods again and stopped sleeping outside. First edit. I should probably add that I thought I was looking at a deer's forelegs, but once it took a step, I realized the legs were far too thick and human, parentheses, but with fur. For that. (laughs) And there were only two legs, not four. Plus, I realized it was way too tall for a deer to be concealed by the tree branches. It all happened within seconds. Edit number two. I was, and still am, the calm, rational middle child, and my parents trusted me, parentheses, they let me sleep outside, sometimes we all did, to catch a meteor shower. I casually mentioned running into a wild animal, and my dad, what, what? I'd casually mention running into a wild animal, and my dad would just as casually say, you made a lot of noise? Good. I was quiet and sensible, and I had never freaked out about anything before then. I had my neighbor's number for emergencies, and had never called him prior to that. This is how shaken I was. I was embarrassed when he and my mom looked at me like a fool and later when my dad also didn't believe me. Not once did my instincts set me off in those woods until that very moment when I absolutely beyond a doubt realized I was prey and ran for my life. So, if you take him, I guess, uh, (laughs) if he's really telling you the truth, sounds like he had a spooky experience. Spooky experience, and of course, of course... (laughs) If you were to randomly choose from a set of sightings, I would happen to get this. You just absolutely, by chance, get a Bigfoot encounter. <laughs> so we're both on brand tonight. We are very on brand. I was hoping it would be a tale of Squatch delights. Squatch scares. Squatch scares. Good stuff. Well, there you go. Couple, cool. Couple of spooky stories to kick off October. Yeah. So that is how we will be uh, formatting our episodes for this month. We'll be having some cool guests and some cool spooky stories, and we'll tell some shorter things ourselves, and it'll mm-hmm. be great. So that is roughly what we have in store for the month of October. Yes, indeed. If anyone out there, anyone out there, uh, if anyone has a particularly spooky story that they would like read on the show, but they just can't physically get here to read it themselves, please do as ever submit it to contact at superduperstitious.com. We would love to read it for you. Also, feel free to message us on Facebook or on Instagram. I actually have a story from Instagram to share sometime this month, Say too. what? Yeah, I've been sitting on it for a little while now. Oh, shit. That's so and cool. That's pretty good. Sharing stories is the name of the game, guys. Let's get it all as spooky as possible up in here. Yeah. Or as goofy as possible. <laughs> really, any combination thereof. Yeah, exactly. All building up to Halloween. Please, no stories about business. Accounting. Accounting. Math. Being asleep. Yeah, as scary as those things may be. Yeah. Wrong kind of scary. The rest of it, we're here for it. Exactly. And we'll be here for it again next week. Next week, indeed. Yeah, we're back to our weekly releases for a bit. So buckle your butts. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 